On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we get a prosthetic update on Josh's new arm. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, Josh, don't ever <laughs> fucking look at me and say that it's coming again. That arm's about to bust. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. No, don't. So don't do that. We also end up talking about the English language a little bit in a weird way. We talk about how it's kind of dying and how yep. we don't communicate with each other the same way that we used to, especially with the advent of emoji and shorthand and how people use Twitter. And, and it's just we kind of delve into that and scrape the, the surface of, of how the English language and how the way we communicate has changed a little bit. It's dying then, much like Adam's love life. Exactly. It's oh. it's dying. Oh. Yeah. It's dying like my libido and my love life. <laughs> Josh ends up discussing opiates and the drug epidemic and the opiate epidemic and how that in in, in America specifically we've we've kind of lost our focus on the things that really matter. So, we have a few decent topics that we talk about this episode and we hope that you enjoy it. Hey, uh, just a small little update. You can actually communicate with us over our socials. <laughs> Not sure if any one of you knew that, but we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at OBP Raw. Give us a shout out or something. Please, and, just say something. And if you would also like another outlet to which you may reach out to us at any given moment. There's another one. You can also hit us up at OBPpodcast at gmail.com. For God's sakes, we would love to hear from you. Please. Before anybody says anything or mentions to somebody about our podcast, you're going to have hear a it. new guest. Yeah. There's a dog in the room. Ash chewing on a fucking Kong right now. It's my puppy. Yeah. Devin insisted that he bring his dog on this late night podcast just to yeah. make it even more difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we don't have a hard enough time just fucking getting one of these out. <laughs> yeah. Listen, over the past three days, I've only spent about four hours with my dog. So, why don't oh, you hire a, a dog sitter for God's yeah. sakes? Hire a dog sitter? Is yeah, that a, a thing? dog walker. Yeah, man. Oh, and a dog walker is a thing. A dog sitter, though? It's basically the same premise. Only they, after they walk your dog, they spend time with it to, like, yeah. so it, whatever. Give feels it a included. Handy Do they please it? No, they don't give it. They milk it? No. Do you know how much time I've spent with something that really loves me over the last four days? Zero. Zero. Probably, probably just me, the time that you spent with me. Yeah. I've, I haven't spent a single minute with anything that really loves me. What about your car? My car doesn't love me. <laughs> I, I drive my car like I hate it every day. Like you stole it? Yep. This previous weekend, and you know, I had a great weekend with uh, the love of my life. <laughs> The love of your life that dropped your computer on a floor. <laughs> yeah. Dropped it three feet. Here's a $2,200 computer. It was a solid three-foot drop. Yeah. Smack down on some Nolino. Yeah. It would have, uh, you would have been better off if she would have taken the $2,200 and just flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> You'd have probably laughed about that. Although she did offer me to uh, to buy me a new one. so Did she really? Yeah. She was like, if I broke anything, I will straight up buy you a new one. You got to love it when you're solvent, when you've just got money. 
You know, like you got a little extra money lying around, and like you're like, you know what, I did something. No big deal. I'll pay for it. You can't. Right. Hide I mean, money, she bro. wasn't like that. She was like, money. oh, no Speaking, big deal. She was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. She like feared for her life. I'm sure. I was about to hit her. Speak, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to play well. Yeah. I hope everyone just heard that. Devin said he was going to accost a woman. Domestic uh, violence at his domestic, best. Domestic, yeah, a little Dom, I mean, little Dom yeah. Vi. A little Dom Vi. So, you, you fuck with my Mac, you get smacked. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, some a, guy that's today, a bumper sticker right there. <laughs> yeah. Some guy today I work with was, I walked downstairs and he had these real, like, orange like kind of flashy cowboy boots on and he was clunking around down on these concrete floors down in our like cafeteria area he's having that hill walk where his heel hits first before yep. anything so it's like so i walked up to him and i was like "Woo! look at them boots look, look at these boots where'd you get those things man where'd you pick these up and they were they were like orange ostrich boots and he was like, yeah, this, I, this is what I did to treat myself when I got promoted. I went out. I've always wanted like a pair of these real soft, like nice ostrich what boots. What a shitty and- treat for yourself. <laughs> hey, man, to each their own. <laughs> to yeah. each their own. But what he said to me was, can't hide money. Can't hide <laughs> money. And I started right. dying. I was like, yeah, you're right, bro. You're walking around with them ostrich boots on. That's the first thing I thought. That's right. Can't hide money. <laughs> first world problems, right? First world problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she go feed the homeless in those things. I mean, it was just, you know, they, that's like what he, what he always wanted. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the color, but they, you could just see, like, he could move his toes and you could see him. They were the softest material. Dude, yeah. I would love to have a, a nice pair of alligator, al- alligator, alligator, <laughs> alligator, alligator skinned cowboy boots, fucking cowboy boots. Are Dude, I si- would, I would sport I cowboy boots. I don't really like alligator skin. I have only worn cowboy boots one time and I walk like I'm in high heels. I can't. Like my hands out to the side, like trying to balance myself. Dude, I, I can't the, stand it. I got you have hip. big feet. I don't think cowboy boots are meant for big feet. Dude, yeah. I got I got the hips for cowboy boots. Yeah, the hips. Those big mm-hmm. childbearing hips. Yep. <laughs> this guy, you know, he it was funny because he was wearing like straight leg, maybe not even boot cut jeans. He was just wearing like jeans that didn't really go with the boots so the, the like skinny jeans with no boots. no the taper <laughs> on those jeans th- there was not enough taper so it just swallowed up the whole boot and all you could see was these little orange toes squirting <laughs> out it just kind of looked odd looked did like it, clogs did it look like he used about three cans of starch on those jeans <laughs> no 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 it, it was, i don't know it was just weird. it was just different it was different look god made made my made me for two things Made my hips for two things. Yeah. Bearing children and fucking wearing cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to just end it fucking. <laughs> bearing <laughs> yeah. children, bearing and children and fucking. All the dogs on the move. Yeah. He's looking. Yeah. Sit right, your this, ass down, Ash. It's going to be all night long. Yeah. Guaranteed. Josh, tell us about. Were you going to say speaking of not being able to hide money? Is that true? <laughs> yes. Speaking of not being able to hide money. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of not being able to hide money, tell us the good news. Tell us what's going on in your life. So um, after 36 years of uh, being a handicapped, I'm still going to be handicapped, but I will <laughs> be partially bionic too. Be bionic. Be bionic to be exact. Yeah, man. Don't get me started. Yeah. The, yeah. the prog rock band. Yeah. Industrial prog. Um, yep. Yeah. So. It looks like <laughs> what did we say? Like we are B Bonic yeah. B three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us about it. Yeah, you actually you went and had a visit. Yeah, so went to Nashville, met with met with the um I don't I don't the name of the place is the Hanger Clinic. Uh I don't I guess they're just a prosthetic company, but met with them, 
Um, Eric is the guy that I actually ended up meeting with. Super nice guy, uh, similar about my age, very personable. I kind of forewarned him I was going to have a shit ton of questions, and I did. Um, just kind of laid it all out on the line for him. If you're going uh, in to get a fake arm and you don't have a shitload of questions, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And his uh, exact comment to me was, so after 36 years, like, why are you now wanting this? Um, so I kind of I dove into that a little bit about how I never really thought about it, but now it's kind of like a quality of life type of thing. You know, there's probably a lot of things that I never really thought about. Yeah. Um, well, the quality of your life has changed. You, I mean, you right. have a better job now. Your wife has a better job. I mean, naturally, you want to start to maybe ratchet it up a little bit. Right. I know it, it's totally off subject, but someone had to like really have a talking to to me lately because I was like getting pissed off about having to spend a couple hundred dollars to have someone come out and kill those wasps at my house. Yeah. And they were like, like, this is so stupid. Have you seen your paychecks? Right. Like, it's not like you're rich, but it's $200 so you can go and have a beer outside and not have to think that you're like in a war zone. Exactly. You know, so and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, no, I know exactly what you mean. So, Josh, you sound like uh, the perfect candidate for uh, B Bionic 3 commercial. You're like, you know, uh, I hadn't really thought about anything over the past 36 years that I've been handicapped, but once I saw that B Bionic 3, it just I changed my life. Yeah. 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 Once I saw the functionality and and really thought about all I've been missing out on in my life. Yeah. I knew that this thing could change me forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I just kind of explained to him and, and, and talked about how, look, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily need this. Um, you know, I can go throughout my life and, and function perfectly without it, but that if this thing can meet up to kind of the, 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 I don't know, the my life if it can hold up to it jesus i can't even speak i know you lost your train of thought yeah i lost my train of thought if it can hold up to my, my lifestyle and what i do at work and stuff like that 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 i'd for sure be interested so whatever we talked for a couple of hours and you know dove into a bunch of stuff and well no one gives a shit about that tell us about the arm sorry um yeah so we settled on a multi no gives a shit about your feelings yeah, tell us yeah, about your yeah. prosthetic arm. About how i feel um, yeah, so we actually decided that I would, I would get like a multi-terminal unit. And what that means is, is I would actually have two attachments. So one for outside of work and one for work, the hand, which we keep talking about the B bionic that would be for outside of work. So I found that out today. I did, I was doing some research. I thought the whole thing, like the B bionic B three was like an arm and a hand. No, it's but just the hand. It's just the hand. And so this company, they make the prosthetic arm, mm -hmm. and then they just snap on the hand. Right. So the stem, or like what would be my considered my forearm and Don't wrist. Call it the stem. Yeah. Yeah. The the <laughs> my shaft. Phallus. The shaft of my arm penis. Um, <laughs> The, the actual hand detaches from it, and then you can actually put different attachments on. So Yeah, it's so cool. I, yeah. I And I mean, the fact that you're going to have two attach I mean, I'm just like geeked out about that. It's, I know. I mean, like I've got one of those tools in my garage that I can like snap the head off of and put like another tool on, and it's so cool. Yeah. I love it. And it, to think that you're going to have that on your arm. I know. Yeah. It's so, going to be sweet. Yeah, it, so one of them, it, for the people that don't know, the the B bionic hand is it's like literally five fingers and they all move each one has its own motor yeah and they it, it's got 
I was reading about it. It's got like all these different settings where you can like pinch and you can fist. Yep. And it's so cool. Fist. Well, you can fist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the secret setting. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the midnight setting. Yeah. yeah. You have to do the, you know, the sequence to Contra where you uh, get unlimited ammo. <laughs> you have to do that in order to unlock fisting mode. It's the fisting mode. Yeah. Um, but tell, I mean, so yeah, it's like this opposable hand. It's it's really cool. And what is the other attachment? That so you the other attachment is called it's called a grifer. Um, basic way I could describe it is it almost looks like a set of uh, pliers. Um, Does but, it have like rubber? Like yeah, rubber so things it, on the fingers? it kind of has like a, a cylinder shaped thing inside, like the the claw or whatever. It looks like a crab claw. Yeah, it looks like a crab claw, and it's gray. Uh, and then toward the toward the end, it's got these like rubber tips for like precision pickups. Um, but the biggest part, the biggest difference is, is why that I would use that for work is the grip strength. So that one, because it only runs on one motor, will have substantially higher grip strength. So and it also operate quicker. There will be less delay just because it's only on one motor as opposed to five. So so it moves quicker, basically. Yeah. So as far as like, you know, grabbing items or like, you know, operating machinery, like I'll be able to do all that very easily with it. Yeah. Like choking customers, choking and stuff customers, like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, picking up cats and stuff like, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tossing Throw, cats. Yeah. Throwing yeah. my dog across the room. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking cutting off your dog's paws with. Yeah. It's the Grifer hyphen cat tosser. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to put blades on the inside of it. So when I turn down, it just cuts things off. Yeah. Oh it, my just, God. it just chomps them off. Like are, the you just gonna, are you just yeah. going to go around crushing shit? I am. Just uh, I'm actually I, I want to test and see just how strong it is. I want to see if I can bust bottles with it. I'm t- I, you can. I am telling you, you can. I told you about that girl that I went to high school with that used to pinch us and crush shit with hers. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm going to destroy some shit with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot of other functionality. The uh, Each unit, because I'm going to have a motor in like my wrist area, uh, each unit will rotate 360 degrees. Yeah. So I can nice. fully rotate them like that. It'll. It, it's going to be sweet, man. I'm super excited. That's awesome. And I mean, like, is your insurance paying for this? Yeah, so that's actually the best part. So once he kind of did some research, I have no restrictions on my insurance. So that means I can go straight to the myoelectric units. I don't have to go through, like, the body harness units or any of that. Uh, the not, body harness units. Yeah, I don't have to go through any of that nonsense. That's hardcore, man. Um, yeah. And uh, the good part is is that, you know, this unit is, is you know, fairly expensive, uh, my insurance is going to cover about ninety four percent of it, which is which is outstanding. So yeah, that's substantial. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. And we've talked about this before. I mean, you all know the the industry that I work in, and I I deal with people all the time that just assume that because you have insurance that it's just going to subsidize what they do completely. Right. They have this assumption that because you have insurance, then everything is paid for. Mm-hmm. And like your story is a really good story because. It's paying for 94% of it. I mean, it's an amazing story that you're going to be able to afford something that's outrageously expensive. I mean, these things are going to be anywhere between, let's say, 60 and 100 grand. Yeah. And your insurance is going to subsidize up to 94% of this, and you're going to pay the difference. And like, I have this conversation with people at work all the time. I've probably had this conversation with you all. You can't go, ever, you can't go to a fucking car lot and buy a car and only pay 10% of it or right. 6% of it. You can't go into a fucking grocery store and, and pick up milk and bologna and only pay for 10% of it or 6% of it. 
And I, I, I use that same logic with people when I tell someone, like, you have an out-of-pocket expense. Like, your your deductible is $3,000. Your deductible is 2000 whatever. And they just, they're just like, what, like, you're crazy. Like it's supposed to be free. Yeah, I can't afford that. Like that's the insurance policy that you purchased. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's yours. I gotta pay a deductible. Like why? If you're not willing to do that, maybe you should have read over it and picked a better policy. Yeah. Or like when the self checkout tells you it's time to pay twenty seven dollars, you don't go over to the person standing behind the register and go, "That's crazy." Exactly. That's nuts. Like we we and it, like the whole like age that we're in right now with insurance and the affordable care act and all that stuff. Like, like your story is a really good story. It's like something you've always wanted and you have insurance and it's going to subsidize it. And it's unbelievable. It's like, we need to hear more stories like that. It's just nowadays people just think that they're just going to get everything for free. And it pisses me off. No. Yeah. Like you had to sacrifice. You're having to sacrifice. You're having to pinch pennies and find ways to afford this because it's something you want. And yeah, I've actually had to uh, start a GoFundMe and I've got it posted in several shell stations to, uh, for people to help me. So. Right. Yeah. Because that doesn't piss people off when they see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just me. Yeah, like we said, it's like an old, it's a Culligan bottle full of pennies and quarters. <laughs> yeah. Getting an old flat. The old school. That, that was the way we used to go fund me. <laughs> you know, we drop change in a Culligan bottle, you know, or whatever kind of bottles those are. I want to take a small box to high school baseball games. <laughs> a yeah. cigar, like, hey, a cigar helps, box. Yeah, help support Josh's prosthetic. Yeah, sell, sell nickel candy bars for $1. Yeah. You know, oh, God. He may have gone 36 years without it, but he damn sure needs it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before I get carpal tunnel. Um, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's, uh, all I'm waiting on now is he's uh, submitting the last, he for final approval to the insurance, and then after that we start uh, casting to get so, sizing on my arm. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a normal question. I think most everybody is going to ask you this or, or would, would want to ask you this. What's the first thing you're going to do with that arm as soon as you get it? Oh, man. He's going to he's gonna get to finally rate Brokeback Mountain a 10 on the finger on scale. On the finger scale. <laughs> on the finger scale, yep. yeah. That's going to be the first, first thing. thing he's going to do. I'm going to re-watch it, and then I'm going to send you guys 10 fingers. <laughs> All 10 fingers up. Yeah. 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 Yep, 10 with fingers it, on, my, on the background. On my finger scale. Um. Man, I don't know. I, I it's gonna. T- I'm sure it's gonna take me a while to like kind of get get used to it and stuff. I just want to immediately just start grabbing shit. I have a feeling the first thing you're gonna do with it is just stick it in your pocket. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I've never been like I've never normal. been able to yeah. put my left hand in my pocket before. Yeah, maybe then, maybe maybe you'll put it in your pocket. You'll undo your belt, take your underwear off, and then put your underwear back on without having to roll them up. Without up. having to roll them up your <laughs> legs. Once. Yeah, Jesus. you'll put your underwear on like I do every day, <laughs> like I have for the last thirty nine years. Yeah, I tell you what's really gonna be crazy is having to relearn how to tie my shoes because now I can tie them super easy, and having to learn how to tie them with two hands is gonna be weird. So I I was actually thinking about this today. I think probably the easiest thing for you to do, rather than a lot of the finer details, like, let's say tying your shoes. Yeah, that'll be like down the road. Well, I think it would just be easier for you to take it off, tie your shoes the way you've always tied it, and then you use the hand for all the other things, like driving your car, or for reaching over and like grabbing things while you're driving, or you know th- those type of things. Yeah. But like you've already learned how to do so many things and do them really quickly the way you are. It is 
it's almost like why would you force yourself to do something like tying your shoes yeah, but here's and the make other, it a huge pain in the ass? Here's the other side of it, though, is like, and this is being super presumptuous. Um, I almost want to, like, here's the thing is like when it comes to things like this, or honestly with a, with a lot of things, when I go into it, I like, I'm balls deep into it. Like, I'm not going to half-ass this. So, like, if I'm going to do it, like, I want to do it to the nth degree. And I want to get it so fine-tuned. Like, here's my main goal. This is exactly what I say in every interview. Like, whatever you give me, I'm going to be balls deep. Balls deep into it. (laughs) That's Um, what gets Adam's, his every job. is. I'm going to go balls deep in this. That's what it says at the top. It says Adam Sanderson. Of your resume? Balls deep. (laughs) (laughs) I go balls deep. Spit out my water. (laughs) You should get that on your back window of your car. I should get that tattooed across my shoulders. (laughs) Balls deep. Like a fucking jersey in the back of a jersey. Across the top of the shoulders. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack that. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, You totally made me lose my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So You were talking about like no, 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 learning I, how to tie your shoes and yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. One of my goals, uh, and this is, like I said, super presumptuous, um, is I want to get to where I can write with that hand. Um, well, I know. I know. I see your face. Um, but here's why is because, like, currently in my current state of being handicapped, fully handicapped, um, if this hand goes down, I'm fucked. If this hand goes down, your your only hand right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, like that if, would it, ne- if it cripples. If I broke my arm right now, I'm fucked. Yeah, that, and that's something that like we would never have to worry about. Right. Like I I would not be able to do anything. I can't wipe my ass. I can't like wash myself. I can't feed can't myself. Roll I can't your underwear up your legs. That's uh, why you got married though. Well, no, no, I I agree, and and I know that my wife would take care of me and and like help me with those things, but like. But to, and one of the things that we take for granted is is being able to write. So, I want to get myself to a point to where I can write with that hand. And I know like it's going to take super fine detail to be able to like grab a pencil the right way and like learn how to write and mo- do the movement. And even if it looks shitty, like just getting to that point to me would be that would be like a huge milestone to be able to do that. So, no, I, I mean, and the only way and shoot basketball. And shoot basketball, of course. That I mean, those are the staples of having yeah, staples arm. of life. Yeah, yeah staples I, of yeah. America. Um, the only way that you can apply this to almost almost anything in life, something that you want to master, mm-hmm. if you take these really seemingly mundane details that take a lot of dexterity, and you try to master that. It's almost like people say, if you watch your pennies, your dollars, you don't ever have to worry about your dollars or whatever. Right. If you master something like writing with a pen, every other thing that you use that hand for would just become easy. Oh, yeah. It's like right into place. Yeah. Like someone who's going to learn the guitar. If they just learn and master their scales and all of those little things, then when they start to play, it's like, oh, this is no big deal anymore. You know yep. what I mean? Because I, I know all these notes like the back of my hand. I can play. I can play them blindfolded. Yeah. Like piano, anything. Um, that I not. I mean, I'll, we can keep talking about this, but it, that actually, you speaking about writing with that hand, funny enough, is going to lead into something that I would like to talk about. I I read a part of an article today. That was talking about how 
with every it, this is actually it was a google study uh i think it was studied by google then it must be legit it must be legit oh, yeah, for sure yeah with every like text message that we send where we send an emoji or where we try to express ourselves via emoji they basically said that we're slowly killing the english language and it's and, and I it's agree, a, i would agree with that 100% yeah and it this goes much deeper i mean people have been saying for years I mean, I used to, you know, handwrite all my notes in college and, you know, you didn't email a lot. And we are with the advent of texting and with the advent of Twitter and like the what is it, the 136 characters it was 144, but they actually upped yeah. it. So, OK, that we've gotten to a point where cutting letters out of words and, and making your speech and, and the way that you write more annotated and and smaller is is dumbing us down to a point where we just understand it i read an entire paragraph tonight by a guy that was functionally illiterate and used not one piece of punctuation in an entire paragraph and i was able to just breeze through it and understand everything he said when realistically i should look at that and it should be almost like a different language right because it does it shouldn't make sense to me but we've gotten so used to that we've become so used to it so it, it's perfect and i want to i want to mention something about my handwriting this is a true story i mean i i, I used to take AD, adhd medicine they would tell you that your handwriting will change because you're so much more focused and you, and you kind of take more time when you write my handwriting was gorgeous. Now, if I showed you all notes, it, the handwriting is unrecognizable. I've showed it to girlfriends. I've showed it to my parents even. And they've, they've said, that is not the same person. Like, I, it's it's a completely different human being the way that I write now because I don't take that medicine anymore. Yeah. I, I was in a meeting today, and I was writing furiously during that meeting to, to get all these notes down. And I do not write very much at all. My hand was hurting, and I was writing as, as fast as I could. I got done, and I went to my desk, not ever really paying attention to what I was doing, and I started to review those notes. It looked like fucking Charles Manson had been scribbling on it, like telling someone, it was like, kill, kill, kill. I mean, it was, it was I, I literally couldn't read what I had written. Right. It made sense while I was writing it, but I never have to write. I type everything, or I speak to someone on a phone. I never have to write anything down. And it made me start thinking about that. And I read that article today. And even in our emails, like professional emails at work, we use emoji. I have used smiley faces and frowny faces and smirky faces and bullshit like that in professional emails to social workers and to people outside my company. Same for me. Because it's just normal. That's, it, how, that's what we've gotten used to. It help, And it helps me express myself because I'm afraid that if I say something, it might potentially be taken the wrong way. Taken out of context. Yeah. yeah. How many times, like with your girlfriend, have you sent a text to her and forgotten the smiley face on the end of it? And she's been like, what do you mean? Or... Uh, Devin would be like, oh, never. That's just never play along, yeah, Devin, for fuck's not sake. A substantial amount. Oh, but Christ. Oh, no, no, I, I know what I you mean. There, there have been that. plenty of communication uh, errors. Or breakdowns. Right, exactly. It's like you, you look way too much into a text when it doesn't have like an exclamation point on the end of it. You or know? a smiley face right. or a kissy face. Yeah, yeah. We've gotten, we've dumbed ourselves to a point where we, we can't even see. And, and of course, it's the most impersonal form of communication. Right. But we can't, it's like we can't express ourselves anymore or we we've forgotten we just say it and just assume someone's going to get it right 
and then like even in a written form like text message like sms text message sms um you can't you can't garner what the other person is trying to say so it can easily be taken out of like context like you're talking about but I I think literally the verbiage that we use in messaging nowadays is so fucking dumbed down. Not just the way that they write it. I'm talking about the words that they use and and like how they actually build the sentences. That it, it's some of the most ridiculous shit that you would see. Yeah, Completely. dude. I, I purposely the, don't use text shortcuts because of that. Because oh, I don't yeah. want to lose my, my sanity, you know? My ex told me that she was so attracted to me in the beginning because she's a she's a student. She was in the master's program, like going on to a PhD. When we texted each other, I texted in full sentences, and I never used the letter U. Oh, yeah. I never used any shorthand. Everything was fully written. I didn't yep. sh- I didn't shorthand anything. And she told me and she was a lot younger than me. I mean, she was just, you know, kind of smart beyond her years. She said that was so attractive to me because you didn't use all of that stupid shit. And it made me think to myself, he's intelligent. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think abbreviations kind of died when we got a full keyboard, you know, like when we didn't have to. Yeah, you had your slide phones and stuff like that. And then it had like a little abbreviated keyboard and stuff like that. Um, You know, once we got like touchscreen iPhones and stuff like that. I just think it died. I don't, I've what never died? seen what someone like using the letter U for Y O U. Oh, I see it all the time. Oh, really? No, I think it's, it's still prevalent. It must oh, be, and it when must someone be prop- is supposed to, someone's going to say okay, K. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it must I don't, be I don't like that. At must all. be prevalent in the uh, the older community, and it might be Fuck because you. we're more used to it. Right. I don't know, but it. it I, the, I the can tell you, funny. I can tell you one thing that's not prevalent with the younger community is the ability to write cursive. No one knows how to do it anymore, and yeah, no they one does teaching it. that. Yeah, for I, some reason. What? Well, why did we learn cursive in the first place? Because it's very formal. It's very, it's, it's for, like a f- more formal type of writing. I it's guess. flowery. It's it's pretty. Yeah, and you look you look past just the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. It's it's another. It's it's dexterity. Mm-hmm. It's you like doing all of this stuff and learning how to how to write and and it. It probably works a part of your brain that can can focus more and focus yeah. on all of these these beautiful ways of writing and and when you when I, I was a child or yeah because I didn't write in cursive in college when when I was in high school we would have to write in cursive our teachers would tell us if you're going to handwrite a paper it must be in cursive oh god it must be in cursive damn and we would we would I, I can remember as I was writing. You, you take more time. There's more effort involved. And you think more about what you're writing. And you kind of have okay, a ten- I can see that. Yeah, you kind of have a tendency to appreciate maybe Especially a little. Especially if you want it to be legible. Especially if you want it to be legible. Yeah, because. Remember when you used to have to write papers and not just type them out? Yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine about it today. And she said that she had a, a very similar experience. She was in a meeting and didn't have the ability to type her notes out and she was writing and it you start your fingers start hurting like yeah, i mean it's an exercise for sure yeah we're just not used to it anymore and and i think if you if you really pay attention to the way people communicate nowadays i've i've always prided myself in being a 
efficient communicator. My dad was really strict about it. My dad has only in his seventy first year started to like maybe text a little bit. And speaking of, I need to text him back. I forgot to, but he, <laughs> I, I did. He was like, "Hey man, He's love you. Be- just let me know if you're okay." A week ago, and yeah. I haven't. Yeah. He yeah. just started texting, and he's like, "Well, since nobody's gonna fucking text me yeah. back, yeah." <laughs> Your yeah. dad's like, "About to call the cops." Yeah, okay? I'm gonna get one tomorrow. This is thanks, asshole. Yeah. yeah, send him a letter in cursive. Yeah, Do love yeah. you, <laughs> but he um, send him a letter in cursive. Yeah, but it, it's like. He taught us to be really efficient communicators and stuff, and stuff. And and I, I pride myself in being an efficient communicator. But I find people all the time, people that are intelligent people that are my age, sometimes older, that just are incapable. They've they've become really accustomed to all the shorthand and all the BS, and they find it really difficult to express themselves. And I find it a lot of times in young people because I deal with a lot of young people in my job, and when you have them on the phone. Or when they're sending you text messages or when they're writing an email to you, it is mind-numbing. Oh, yeah. It's mind-numbing how difficult it is for them to express themselves. It's crazy how many people can't even use the correct punctuation nowadays. Yes. And or know the correct, like, there or where or where we are. Dude, that shit blows my mind. In the right place. The biggest thing that bothers me. I'm bad about it sometimes, too. Two and two. Your and your yeah, that too. But you are in your T O and T double O. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. I see really people that I respect and that are really intelligent say Y O U R when they mean Y O U apostrophe R E. Oh, man, and it's so I read it and I'll I'll say it, it, instead of like you know you're going to the store, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you are going to the store. It'll say, you're. And I'll read it, you're going to the store. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, my toes will curl. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you are going you're like, to the store. like, what are you, fucking Norwegian? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to store? You're. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's you're. You're going to the store, not you're. And I, I, I don't know. It just, it kills me. It kills me that, that people, that, that we're at a point where people still can't. And, of course, the education system in the United States is not fantastic. We know this. But even still, I, th- I think it's just. It's where our society has gone, and that's that's like why we've gotten to this point is because I don't know. I, was, I don't know where I was going. I don't know where I was going with that. Hey, that was a great. Yeah, I just held off. You know, uh, it's a sign of the times. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a sign of the times. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to make sure that I'm constantly separating myself. Like it, I, I don't ever yeah. want to be that person. I want to be the outlier. I want to be the outlier. I'll tell you something else, and this kind of goes along with that. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people, especially young people nowadays, also can't like public speak either and aren't, aren't comfortable Ooh. in either interviews or just being able to like speak in front of people. Because we're behind screens, bro. Oh, you mean on the phones? Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Totally. Get them in an interview. Get them in any type of situation where they have to like start to express themselves. Or, or improvise or anything like that. And they, they shut like, down. They up. Yep. Shut down. Our... I started I mean I've always had a big voice. I've always I've always been kind of a big presence. Yeah. But hated public speaking and somebody told me like when I was I guess I was about to leave high school and about to start college. They just said you have there's potential there mm-hmm. and you you have the ability to be this way. But just because someone has the potential to play the guitar, like if they don't play the guitar, they're never going to be anything. Like you need 
to start focusing on it. When a teacher says who wants to come up and who wants to deliver their presentation or, or talk about their paper, always go first. Yep. Always be the first one in front of that room because everybody else is going to kind of get judged on you. And it's a much easier position to be in because everyone's scared to death and you're like, I'll go first. There was this girl back when I was in the fifth grade. I shit you not. I was I was in the same class with her through like you know, I, I don't know if your elementary school was the same way, but like oh, you might be on the same grade with someone, but like you'd have like three or four fourth grade teachers. So sometimes you'd get like, Oh, you might not you'd be in the same class with one of your friends one year, but in a different class the next year, whatever. Anyways, um, in like fifth grade, we, we it's when like we started having to do like book reports and stuff. Like you'd have to do book reports, and our teacher would make us make these like little scenes from the book. Yeah, okay. In like a shoebox. Yeah. Like build a little scene. You had to get up and like talk about it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Every fucking time she had to give a book report, she'd just cry. No way. She would. She, yeah, she, she's one of those. She wouldn't even like. I'm not talking about she would get up and start trying to do it and then start crying. She like when it came time for them to call on her, one, she wouldn't have anything prepared. And two, she would just start crying and then like that was their way of like excusing her from having to do it. Yeah. I'm like, well, Dude, I mean, fucking bullshit. Like, and some people have like wicked social anxiety and they, they it's really hard no, for them to get no excuses. I know, but I mean I used to have that. And I just had to get over it. I had to, because once you get to college, I mean, you're constantly having to deliver and you're Public constantly having to get stuff. up. Say what? Public speaking and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You're constantly having to be in front of people. So I, I had, and not everybody has good teachers. I had a guy that basically said, get up, have a few things you want to talk about, and you need to write down the things you want to talk about. Yep. You need to have about. 50% bullshit, and then another 25% of what you want to talk yep. about. So it's 25, 50 of bullshit, 25. You only really have to talk about good shit 50% of the time. And it, it, it changed my life when there, I would get up in public speak. I I, I kind of give um, props to a couple different things that have like made me get so comfortable with public speaking. One, singing, like performing on stage for sure helped, like being up in front of people. Um, but the other thing has been like teaching at work, like having yeah. to either teach classes or do orientations or something like that. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now, you want to, uh, I had to do public speaking in college and I fucking hated it, but like having to get up and teach curriculum in front of someone, like you want to talk about getting you comfortable and dude, now it's to the point to where if I have an itinerary to go through, I study it, I get it down pat. And it's just like what you were talking about where it's like the 50% bullshit. I had someone that we mutually know uh, who worked for the same company. You remember Nikki, right? Yeah. She, uh, so the company kind of had like a certain group of, of our position. Devin, I think your dog just shit his pants over here. <laughs> like pooted or poop? Pooted. Like pooted. Pooted. Sorry. The, Ash He's. Just, Ash just crop dusted at him. Yeah, Josh has been looking at me, and I'm making this face over here because I'm just like sitting. I can't in a tell if you're like bro. in disgust of what I'm saying. Or no, I mean dis- I'm <laughs> sitting in a in fucking poo bubble over here <laughs> in a cloud. Of Devin's dog is shit in my face. Smelled like he just released his glands all over you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So this chick you used to work with. What yeah. Happened? So uh, she, I think she sat in on one of my orientations. 
um, just to kind of like she'd never done one before. It was kind of like getting a feel of it. And I remember from working with her, she had a really hard time like talking to people, like yes. being in front of people. Yeah. So uh, I, I start going through the orientation and like once I know, like once I see the slides, I don't even look at the book. Like I, I, I know what I'm going to say to speak to that slide and I don't even look at the book. So like I like she had the book in front of her. And I would like go through us, like bring up a slide on the, on the TV or whatever and like start speaking to it. And uh, we got to the end and she goes, where did you get all that shit that like wasn't even in the book? And I'm like, by living it, bro. I'm like, well, one, I know a shit ton about the company. And two, like it's that ability to improvise and give the people interesting stuff that's not included. That's going to draw them in and like really get the buy-in. Yeah. You just got to talk. You got to fill. It's all you that filler. Talk that game, boy. You got to relate to them. Yeah, yeah that's the biggest sure. thing about public speaking. You and you got to make go it. Up. You got to make whatever you're talking about interesting too. Right. You can't just read from a book or drone on about. Well, every one whatever. of us has a story about get, sitting in a training where they put oh, up God. slides oh, and they Jesus just Christ. they just read the slides to you, which is it's like if that's all you're going to do. Just let me go into a quiet room and just read the slides to myself. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand presentations where they just get up and they read the material that they just gave to me. Like, that's not public speaking. That's narration. Yep. It, it's just absurd. I can't stand it. I don't play it. that shit. No, I can't stand it. I, I used to train all the time. And you, you just, I don't know, we, we just, we're, we're developing an entire like race or entire generation of people that don't know how to have conversations. They can only do it behind a keyboard. That's, that's why we have so many people that will scream and yell and say all kinds of horrible things on Twitter and on Instagram or whatever, like commenting on stuff, because that's the only way they know how to really, to really like try to affect someone is, is, is on a keyboard. Well, do you know who Mike Rowe is? Oh, uh, yeah, I love Mike Rowe. Yeah, he does those, uh, like, was it Dirty Jobs? Dirty Jobs. Dirty Jobs, dude. Dirty Jobs, yeah. 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 I, was, uh, I was watching an interview with him the other day, and, and, and it's kind of been like a, I don't know if you say an epidemic or whatever lately, where, like, we have all these, like, trade positions or skilled positions that are, that there's all these jobs available. It's because, dying. Yeah, it's dying because no one is doing trade trade jobs or, like, uh, vocational studies to, like, learn these specific trades anymore. Uh, everyone's going for college degrees. So he, I think he was on, I don't know if it was Fox News or CNN, and he was kind of talking about it. And, uh, basic idea being that, you know, we've we've now put it in everyone's mind that you're nothing without a college, college education. Degree. You're nothing without a college education. That's all I heard growing up, dude. Well, yeah, that's what we all heard. Because that used to be the truth. Because early on, like in our parents' generation, everyone learned a skill. Like whether it was a plumbing or electrical or like HVAC or welding or like whatever the case may be so that, you know, college was set aside for, you know, a, a select few who could afford it and who could actually get there. So it was always this pedestal to get upon. Like you got to aim for college. You got to aim for college because that's how you make a living. And that's how you make like a, you know, get a good, really good job. That's how you're going to go far in life. Right. But now it's to the point to where everyone can get a student loan. Everyone who wants to essentially could get to college, but now everything is so saturated because we've 
put college as this main thing that everyone has to do to where now there's no jobs available for people to go to college unless you're a fucking doctor or a lawyer or something to where you got to go to school for 12 years. Yep. And everyone has gone away from these trade positions and there's tons of jobs to where you can still make a sustainable living and make a really good profit. A really good living. A really good living. And that's what he was saying is now now you have people who are trillion we have trillions of dollars of student loan debt and no jobs to ever be able to pay them off because these people go to college and now they can't pay for that. So it's a, it's a, it's a vicious cycle that now we've created to go on top of them yeah, not being able to public speak or write correctly. It's completely flip-flopped from what we were raised in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gone back it's gone back to what I I would think would be like our parents generation of now we need more skilled people, more tradesmen to actually fill those roles. Um, because we have too many college degree people that can't fucking get a job. Yeah. There's plenty of kids that don't need to be in college. They need to be welding. I can tell you for, for my daughter and my future children, I, I'm not going to push college because I know the downside of it. And plus being on the other side of it to where, look, I don't have a college degree. I have some colleging, colleging. That's not a fucking, I have some colleging. I love how you're like, we can tell I don't have a college degree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't have a college degree. I have some colleging. Um, but I do read good. I do read good, bro. I can um, write in cursive, Bubba. Yeah. I can write in cursive, but I can't write with my left hand because I don't have one. Um, but no, so I can tell you for, for my children, I'm not going to push college because being on the other side of it to where I don't have a college degree, and I guarantee you I make more every year than a lot of my friends who have a college degree, I know that there's jobs out there to where you don't need it and you can still make a living. So I, w- I would rather them do what they want to do in life. And if that, if that does mean getting college degree, great, but I want them to have in their mind what they want to do. And I'm not going to waste a hundred grand or 150 grand on college just for them to go and figure out who they are as a person and experiment sexually. Like, Fuck that. I'm not wasting money on that. Well, now we know what Josh did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go let them fucking kill their liver and potentially get <laughs> HIV. Yeah, exactly. And see how many, I don't know. I'm not, never mind. Yeah, you speaking were going of, down a deep and dark path there. Yeah, I was. Yeah, speaking of randomly, um, HIV and AIDS, we've basically beat it. Nowadays, if you get diagnosed with that, Duh, because the government's had the cure all along. Oh, for Christ's sake. You basically can live a full life now with medication. But we have a lot of people now, uh, I work with people that are technically HIV positive, and if you test their blood, you can test it every day of the week, and there will never be a single hint of HIV in their body anymore because because they're on meds. And they're on a cocktail, a big cocktail of meds. But it's, it's pretty amazing. It's the same with hepatitis, hepatitis C. They can cure it now. Yeah. HIV, we're getting to a point where they can't call it a cure, but you can continue to take your meds and it'll never show up in your body again. You can still contract it. I mean, if I if they like ble- bleed on you or if they're having unprotected sex, but it's pretty unbelievable. Do you guys want to add anything to what I just said? Because I'm about to get on an- another soapbox. Oh, shit. No, 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 no. Something no. else just popped in my head. No, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know if I would push college. I don't know if I'm going to ever have kids, but my parents pushed it hard on me. And I work in a job right now that I I don't use my college degree one iota. Now, did college teach me something very, very important? Yes. It taught me 
perseverance. And it taught me how to overcome and continually push and push and push to make sure that I was making grades and, 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 and continuing to, to pass and to overcome all of this adver- adversity. Being able to overcome the fact that I wanted to party and have a life, but also needed to pass college. Do you know what college taught me? Oh, fuck, I have no idea. College taught me how to drink four Colt 45 40s in one night and run around the frat house in my underwear. Nice. That's what college taught frat? me. Yeah, I was in a frat. I think we've already established. Established is what I just established. Said. Yeah, established. established. Speaking of the generation that's coming up and not being able to yeah. speak anymore, public yeah. speak particularly. The fifteen-year-old Devin Hughes, um, <laughs> baby face. Yeah, baby face Hughes. Baby face Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so American you want to go in another direction? Where, yeah. Where you- I, I'm sick and tired of of continually hearing about gun control. And we're not gonna get we're not gonna dive down this down this fucking dark path again, but I'm gonna tell you right now, if our country focused as much on the opioid problem that is going on in this in this nation as much as we do on fucking gun control, yep, which is actually a much more substantial killer of everyone, then maybe we could actually do something to actually benefit our country. But no, instead they'd rather focus on some bullshit agenda just because of one incident that happened as opposed to the probably millions of people that have an opioid addiction and like actually trying to cure that side of of what the devastation is causing in our country it's an epidemic and and i are ODing. so many people are ODing every day there's so many people that are ODing every day that we had to develop a new medicine narcan that will basically restart their heart and put them into really, really fast detox to help them come out of it. So cops, schools, uh, nurses, all these people are taught how to use Narcan now. You basically stab it into their chest, and it's almost like the uh, epinephrine shot like they even used in Pulp Fiction when they stabbed her. You know, it's the same type of thing, but or similar, but... Yeah, they have to use Narcan all the time now. Uh, they're they're running out of Narcan, like in in West Virginia and in other states. Oh, I'm sure they're running out of it because they have to use it so much to try to keep people from overdosing. And this is what we talked about before: survival of the fittest. These people that that are overdosing, it's unfortunate, but they are deliberately trying to kill themselves, even though it's slow. But what we do is we keep saving their lives and keep saving their lives, and then they go out and they perpetuate themselves, and they're they're you know muddying up the gene pool. It's sad, but it's the truth. I hate to say it, and it's it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. But if you're ODing over and over again, you're probably never going to add anything to this world. Probably, yeah. I mean, let's, it's just statistics. Statistics. Let's talk about the real addiction in the world. What? That's caffeine. Yeah. I mean, maybe nicotine. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of addictions in the world. The, the opi, the gun, gun control is not an epidemic. People getting shot in schools and and some of these, some of these issues, it's bad and it's awful, but it's not an epidemic. And it's not a trend in quotation marks. Yeah, the opiate crisis is an epidemic. Yep. We, I haven't looked it up. I would love it if one of you all could look it up on your phone. How many people die by like opiate overdoses or how many people die just by heroin overdoses every year? I guarantee you it's more than people died from gunshots. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. 
Uh, but let's look up the real addiction, like I said, and that's uh, that's caffeine. It's caffeine yeah. addiction, yeah? It may not kill us immediately, but it kills us in the long run. I'm going to kill your dog if it doesn't sit down. Bro, yeah. he's just walking. And calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. He's grabbed that handle on his back and, and make so it in, in Here tw- we are. suitcase. In, yeah. t- in 2016, there were 64,000 drug overdose deaths by opioids. In 2016? Yep. Okay, well, so I'm I'm sure there's more people than that that died by gunshots. By gunshots? Yeah. Look up look up gun deaths, not homicides, just <laughs> gun deaths. Yeah. All right, so the latest study I can find, or latest statistic, in 2016 there were 39,000 gun deaths and there were 64,000 drug overdose deaths, yep. and the majority of those were by opioids. Yeah. So I mean that's that's not quite half or double, but that's that's a pretty big jump over gun deaths. Yeah, and it, it once again it shows that we place all of our effort and all of our focus on whatever social media and whatever yep. the news tell us to focus on. Yep. And I get it. I don't want our babies dying because some asshole goes into a, a school with a gun. I don't want that. But we are losing focus on the fact that we've got teenagers overdosing and dying from going to grandpa Joe's closet or in like finding his, his bottle of pills and and pounding them. Well, yeah. And, and you know, I didn't dive into it, but I would venture to say the the majority of those gun deaths are probably by suicide, not by like people killing each other. They're probably by suicide. There's a lot of suicides and it's just crime. Yeah. It's the cities where we have high crime. It's, it's people just going and shooting each other. Crimes of passion and whatnot. I mean, they're definitely not school shootings. Uh, I mean, school shootings would only make up like a very small percentage, like one percent. Um, it's still fucked up. It is. Yeah, I don't want to discount it. I mean, do schools still have dare? I don't know, bro. We need dare back. We need those dare shirts. We need back. dare the lion back. What is his name? Darren. I, yeah, oh, I have no idea. I don't know what the fuck you're talking hey, about. Hey, we all let that motherfucker down. Yeah, I, I, and our... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like Tony the, biggest, the Tiger. The yeah. biggest letdown in history was from the Dare Lion. I don't even know who you're talking about. I you don't remember had the Dare, Dare Lion. No. And that, I, that I guarantee. Did y'all have like Channel 1 in your schools? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you remember, remember that. I don't remember the that? Dare Lion. What was that chick that was no, on there? You know Dare, right? Lisa Ling. Lisa Program? Ling, yeah. Yeah, we know Dare. I just okay. didn't know they had a mascot. Was it a lion? Yeah, it was a lion. Really? The Dare line? I think his name was Darren or something. <laughs> yeah. That's Legit. funny. I we mean, all it makes let that sense. motherfucker down. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I just remember the letters being like red and then like it was D dot A yep. dot yep. The thriller font? Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like the thriller font. Flaunt. Thriller flaunt. Like, yeah. I always thought the shirts looked badass, even though they were like, Dude, they what did. they stood Dare. for was dumb. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't dumb, but. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs, so bitch. So stupid. <laughs> a fucking cracked egg. Yeah. Dude. I, um, it's crazy. It's crazy how many people die. And we have to train people at our job or my job that you're going to take phone calls. We have to do some cold calling. And you are going to make a phone call where someone says, my son died last year from fentanyl or opiates or whatever. I mean, it's just a big part of our job. Um, it's 
it's bad and it is it's an epidemic and and you're right we place all of our effort and our furor on the the gun control and the and the gun stuff and we need to be refocusing our efforts. I want to be your Fuhrer. <laughs> I think that's like the fourth time you used Fuhrer in yeah. the past two well, days. Well, I only did that because yeah. you quoted Hitler on that one episode. <laughs> he did. Yeah. And I mean, the Fuhrer, that Fuhrer is the, the German F- F-U-H-E-R or whatever. Yeah. Would like, you know, <laughs> Meanwhile, if you go into Devin's room, he has a bunch of Third Reich memorabilia in there. Zieg <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heil. Oh, um, I'm my man. own conspiracy theory. Speaking of, I don't know. Oh, don't. I thought you were no, speaking. no. Speaking, yeah. of, Hitler, speaking Hitler, of Nazis. My mom was a great lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love you, mom. Speaking of Hitler, I love this whiskey I'm drinking. Speaking, no, of, um, speaking of the Holocaust. That's terrible. Um, I really would like for our first sponsor to be a nice local whiskey company. We should look into that. We Legit. should look into that. I'm enjoying yeah, like this local. This, this is scotch, right? That you gave me. Yeah, it's scotch. I'm Glenn, enjoying the scotch, scotch that you scotch, gave scotch. me, and I would I love for our first sponsor scotch, to be scotch, a whiskey scotch. company. Yeah, I gave you some Glenlivet, and then I gave you some of the uh, Balvenie. Glenlivet, huh? When it Livet? Oh no, you thought yeah, it was it's not like Glenlivet. So there's Glen. No, that wasn't Glenlivet. That's Glenfiddich. Fiddich. Yeah, that's a Glenfiddich 12 year, and then I've got the Balvenie 14. Why don't we get local beers? Dude, there's like 13 breweries in Nashville. There's a bu- Shit, there's a there's bunch more there's way that. more than that. There's a bunch just like around here. Yeah, Mill Creek Brewing right down the road. I mean, Mill Creek Brewing is 10 minutes from here. Maybe I, 15 minutes from here. I bet here. we could reach out to them and be like, "Hey, how about you hook us up with like a 12 pack or something and we'll talk about your beer." We could. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I <laughs> don't mean like one 12 pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're just going to be like, "Okay. Yeah, okay, here you go." Man, these guys are Free fucking amateurs. they've had tons of sponsors come up to them. Yeah. yeah. We we just Most like start like, hawking like, milk cream. Bro, give us a couple <laughs> bottles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most people are like, "Hey, we're going to need like $100 per episode." Yeah, we can end up generating like tons of business for them, and all we got was a twelve pack. <laughs> yeah. What a shitty deal! On twelve our pack and a wicked a 12, hangover. A, t- yeah. a twelve pack and a free tour. Yeah, <laughs> a twelve pack per episode. Yeah. Well, and again, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end up talking about this. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put some new lamps in here. My buddy just just shipped me the lamp. I can't wait. Oh, it's, oh for real. It's on its way. It's on its way. Yeah, uh-huh. it's be... I don't think you showed him the picture. You showed me the picture of it. No, yeah. I think I sent it in the thread. No, dude. I no, did. no you shit. sent it straight to me. Oh, I didn't mean to I don't do think, that. No, I don't think we should show him until it comes. It's no, I mean, really you and Josh nice. are bros outside of this podcast. We and are. I'm just left. Well, I've known know, him for... editing and and posting the social. Well, yeah, probably in your fucking dungeon. Yeah. Probably because you're an hour late to every episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, and his all these lamps that he makes. He basically makes a he gets a really nice cigar box, and then he puts the liquor bottle. He like drills a hole through it. He puts a liquor bottle on top, and he puts a really nice LED in it. And then he puts kind of like a darker lampshade on it, so it's not like really bright in your face. It looks really clean. I'm excited but for it. On the bottom where the switch is, that switch also controls a USB charging port. So ev- every lamp has, has a USB charging port in it too. Um, we're going to, yeah, we're going to end up plugging him and, and I'm, we're going to give his information out and hopefully you know, he'll get a little bit of business from people. Um, first sponsor, it will literally be our first sponsor, Mm -hmm. although it's not, I mean, it's, I still had to pay for the lamps, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not, I mean, but he's like, we're shipping it and we're doing all the stuff. Shout out. He's making me special stuff where he would like, you know, charge someone more or. 
he would make them pay for all the shipping. You know, he's he's helping me out. Yeah. Um, well, maybe if we can uh, get a little business. What, what he really needs to do is either somehow come up with like a, I don't know if he has like a promo code set up for his website or something. He doesn't have anything. This is going to be via phone calls only. He doesn't even have an email. Oh, wow. He's one of those so guys. This guy's old request. school. Say what? So he just builds them on request. He then? builds them on request. These are handmade, built on request, serious inquiries only. Is this and guy 94? Say what? Is this guy 94? No, he's like 38. Does he have an email? He's 38. He's huge. He still has a flip phone that you can only make calls on? Yep. Not text? You have to call him on his Razor. <laughs> on his Jitterbug. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So when the Razor came out, he bought 17 of them. Yeah. So he had enough of them. <laughs> yeah, so you got to hit him up on his BlackBerry. Lifetime Razor supply. So, yeah, it's going to be really cool. He's technically going to be the first person that we've, we've, we've like, legitimately plugged and who is, like, hooking us up with, with actual swag that we can hopefully swag. push some business to. But... I mean, I've we've said it a thousand times. We got to get a hell of a lot more more traction on our our socials. I mean, we have been we're on episode twenty six now, and we have begged people to give us things to talk about and 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 talk you know give us like topics and stuff. And I don't think anyone has ever said anything. And yeah, we haven't so, gotten a single email. From yeah, we have, yeah, yeah. It's funny, and and I I mean, again, it's we're just kind of at that point where people like to listen. They don't necessarily want to interact. Right. They just want to listen to stuff. They well, want our knowledge. Well, and I think I can tell you from there's a there's a lot of people that I that are like friends with me or you know out, whatever outside of you guys who some of them listen to to podcast, but there's a vast majority that we're like the first podcast they've ever they've listened ever to. listened to. So like. I don't know that a lot of them are even familiar to the game. Setting the bar low. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I still listen to the radio, and this this kind of goes into what we're talking about. Like, we don't have a lot of, of, like, fan interaction right now. I don't know the last time that you all listened to a radio show, even a sports radio show. The people that interact and the people that actually pick up the phone and they call into these radio shows, they're not the most normal people. <laughs> they're not normal. These are the people that sit around all day long waiting for the moment that they can call into a radio station. And then they always say some really weird shit. Yeah. It's not, they're not normal because the rest, the normal people are working. They're doing stuff. That's a good point. You know, they're calling their wife on the way home. They're, you know, they're not like waiting to call into this random radio show and talk about a topic that they talked about 15 minutes ago. You know, it just doesn't, I don't know, it's weird. It's, the interaction is just different. Adam, I think you should have your own radio show. I got pissed off today because I, a guy, which is, I mean, that's really rare for me to get pissed off. It's yeah, like every other super day rare. Me. Everybody would work. Yeah, I'm just the angriest person. It's uh, rare if you don't get pissed off every hour. Yeah. So I got on the phone with this guy today, and a lot of a lot of addicts are are real fast talking. They're they're master manipulators. They're you can they all end up becoming really great salesmen. That's why they all work on car lots because they can talk so fast and manipulate you. And they're just they're masters at it. This guy got on the phone. He was like, "Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's do it. And just kind of doing all this stuff. And I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey! Like, slow down a second." You and I need to have like a real conversation about this. And he goes, wow, man, has anyone ever told you you sound like you're on the radio? Wow, like you sound so cool, man. Like, why don't you say something? You sound like a radio voice. And I just sat there and was like, thanks, bro. 
Anyway, let's just have a conversation. Man, it's just so weird, man. Am I like on the radio right now? Are you talking to me on the radio? Just hang up on him. I No, I was just like, hey, man, I get it. It's cute. Heard it my whole life. Why don't you and I talk about your addiction that's going to end up killing you? And by the way, you should check out our podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen to Open Box Policy every Wednesday. <laughs> or if it's up to Devin, every Thursday. Hey. Yeah. Or sometimes Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever the fuck we release it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just kind of weird. He was like this fast talking. It just it, it, it just kind of annoyed me. Um, it just It just kind of annoyed me a little bit. Anyway, I'm just ranting. Well, look. I'm about done with the second glass of scotch. Yeah. I, I say, I say, let's end this. Let's go down, pour ourselves one more. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, a couple fingers worth. Yeah, a couple fingers, maybe two fingers worth, maybe two three fingers, fingers worth, two three fingers. fingers with ice in it. Three pour digi- ourselves a glass. Three digits worth of scotch. Three digits worth of scotch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna rate it a three on my finger scale. Yeah, get get a little tipsy, maybe fondle my dog a little bit. Yeah. Maybe what maybe, I want to do is get a little tipsy and then just bit. go start driving around Nashville. Let's go. Yeah. How about this? Get three sackfuls of crystals. Oh yeah. God. Half oh. of them without don't, cheese. Don't Become even a bring statistic. It up right now. Yeah. When when Josh and I are done, excuse me, when he's done beating me and wiping the floor with my ass in this this weight loss battle that we just have suddenly stopped. Really. I'm gonna put down two sackfuls by myself in um, front of you. Jesus I, Christ. So. You know, our weights have fluctuated, uh, and we all, we haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast. Josh and I have basically leveled off. We're exactly the same. So Josh has lost 11 more pounds than me, but we've leveled off, and we're the same right now. We're both at 303. Um, recently, I had a – I should probably be below that now, but I had kind of a bad day, and I got into a lot of food, and I, I, I it was almost like an addict. I, I couldn't stop eating. It's been a long time since i have felt that miserable because i've been eating cleaner my diet is is better i my portions are much smaller my stomach is shrinking and you know and i feel like i'm doing the diet the right way quote unquote you know whatever i know i I know what what you're saying is it's not a crash diet mine's not a crash diet yeah but what i did is i crashed right into a chinese fucking buffet (laughs) (laughs) yeah and came out and was i told the guy i was with i was like i think i think i might throw up like i i and and i didn't eat that much it was just that my body is not used to that type of food and just shoving it in, shoveling it in, because my stomach is shrunk, yeah, and my eyes are bigger than my stomach, and it, I was miserable, and I don't want to feel like that anymore. I cannot stand that feeling. Yeah. Turn your life around, Adam. I had a, I had cake a couple times recently, and I shit you not, it, it wasn't thirty minutes after I ate a piece of like one time I had carrot cake, and the other time I had like a chocolate ganache. And I shit you not, 30 minutes afterwards, I could feel my blood pressure spiking. And that night, I woke up in a fucking drenched sweat because, I mean, I don't don't know what the fuck was happening to me. I don't know if my heart was exploding, if I was about to shit myself or what was going on. But you never have any, like, refined sugar like that at all. I don't eat any sugar. Yeah. Only thing I eat is maybe a little artificial every now and then. Yeah, and I eat real sugar a couple times recently. Your body doesn't know how to process it. Fucking die. Yeah, your body, your body is starting to forget how to process it. Good. I hope it fucking forgets forever. (laughs) Yeah, but imagine like one day when you throw a Jolly Rancher in your mouth and your heart explodes, and it's it's trailed by Zima. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine when you're shotgunning a Zima and someone drops a uh, a Jolly Rancher in it and you just die. 
Hey, as soon as I get that new hand, the first thing I'm going to do is crush up a Jolly Rancher and snort it off of it. <laughs> what you need is just to plunge it into a bag of, of like old sugar that turned into like a rock. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a salt lick and then you yeah. start like gnawing sugar <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. The next day, tomorrow, whenever I go into work, I'm going to have, you know how sometimes like if you get like a, a old ass like container of honey, it starts to like crystallize. crystallize. I'm going to, yeah. ta- I'm going to take the top off of it and I'm just going to start sticking my tongue in there, like licking the crystals. Yeah. Mm. You're probably going to die. Mm. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's been, can I have your truck when you die? No, I've already wheeled it to two different people. Oh shit. Wheel, really? What? No, I'm just kidding. There's a guy at work who's like, uh, who like loves my truck. Well, can I have one of your ARs when you die? No. All right. Those can I have your defend. wife when you die? Sorry. No. Too far. Yeah. No, that's way too far. We're going to cut that shit out. Yeah. I'm sure Anna will love hearing what, that. What yeah. the f- Okay. <laughs> Is this the, the rag on Devin hour? Yeah. We have we have barely ragged on you this episode. I, yeah, this is probably the one of the least raggy episodes we've had. Yeah, we haven't ragged on you hardly at all. We normally just tee off on you. Yeah. It's well, about time that's you what get, you're doing right now. Oh, for Christ's sake. It's about time you take your dog and get you the know, fuck out of here. Why don't I just take my computer and get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're about to make this a two-man show from here on out. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. can. I could be at home asleep right now. Yeah. Me, me Adam, anyway, a scotch. Let's, yeah. Yeah, that'll be the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Two guys and scotch. Yeah. So you can tell your stupid ass stories back and forth. Yeah. What we should do is we should name it Two Guys Minus Devin. <laughs> <laughs> we should name the podcast No Devin. It's the No Devin Hour. It's t- it's called it, <laughs> It'll the, be it'll have really <laughs> shitty editing. It'll have really shitty it'll editing so in it. Shit. It'll be like, so shitty. Yeah. It'll just be us like fumbling around with the microphones. Be like, fuck, how does this thing work? The name, you know? of, the name of the podcast <laughs> will be 2G minus D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously. It'll have really oh, awful editing. It'll have no intro music. And, you know, it'll just be, it'll be like super fucking amateur. And I'll start my own podcast where it's just like 30 minutes of silence. Yeah. yeah of me you, trying to say something. I'm like, well, what? I mean, editing by Devin. Okay, fumbling <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And me explaining It'll end up how. being a fucking hit. Yeah. It'll be a hit <laughs> it because the be. English language is dying. Yeah. <laughs> me explaining that I'm hourly. Your goddamn dog end up saying more than you can. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, it's a pleasure doing this podcast with you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad we could spend the last like two minutes busting your ass. Yeah. yeah. That's how it should always be. Bust. This is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. This is Adam.